Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parenting podcast. I think one of the bigger transitions I've had to make as a parent uh, was when my kids started moving out of the house. And instead of seeing them on a regular basis, I saw them like every year for a while. It's more often now, but I miss those things, those simple things of interacting with them on a regular basis. Now it's sort of like I got to call and find out if they have time to get together. I'm not complaining. I love having my kids nearby, but it's different after raising them to be kind of separated from them. Maybe you're getting ready to do something like that, to send the kids off. Well, we've got Dr. Danny Huerta here to uh, help out. He's the Vice President of Parenting and Youth here at Focus on the Family. And Danny, I'm sure that in your counseling and um, just in life, you've encountered lots of parents who are saying, but I don't want my child to leave home. There are lots of reasons for that. I mean, it, it, we're invested. What do, you, what do you say to that? We are. It is, it is a very hard transition for many parents. I call it the post-parent depression. It's oh. the postpartum, <laughs> right? The post-parent depression. I like that. It's, it's really called nice. empty nest syndrome, uh, officially. And it is, it is a hard uh, transition for parents to know what to, really what to be thinking about at that time. What is my purpose? What anxieties are coming up? So yeah, it is very frequent, actually, in my practice, that that com- comes up, especially with the first child. Yeah, and, and the truth is, the, the, the raising your child in the home thing is short compared to relating to my child as an adult. Yes. So um, we want to make sure we, we get them to that point and we launch them well. And to help you kind of get ready, whether you're just starting the parenting journey or you're right on the cusp of releasing a child into the world to be on their own, uh, you'll appreciate what Michelle Howe had to share with Jim Daly. Uh, she's a very dedicated grandparent and has some great ideas that I think every mom and dad can, can grab hold of as she describes some of the transitions she's faced in her journey as a mom. Michelle, your daughter and her family moved away, uh, I think, a couple of years ago. Um, This is another problem where you've had them nearby and that love and that bond is created. And then there's a job promotion and they got to move a couple of states away. How did you manage that? And what are some recommendations you have for grandparents that are in that spot? Maybe even to worsen the scenario where they have moved from their location to be with their adult children and their grandchildren, and then they decide they've got to move. Yeah. And then you're stuck in the city you have only a few friends in. Right, and that is common. <laughs> it is common. It is very common. I know two and a half years ago, my daughter, who always told me, we will never move away, Mom, because family <laughs> is too important. Right. My oldest daughter, never. So I had yeah. that always in my head that her, her husband, and our three grandsons would never be far from us. Right. And then that day when she told me that, my heart plummeted. And then it took me a few days, first of all, to even digest it. And they moved uh, well, four months later after that announcement. And I was semi-depressed. Yeah. I mean, I cried every day. And I kept thinking, it's like a death. You know, and then I would hear, you know, well-meaning people would say to me, we'll be thankful they didn't move out of the country. And I'd be like, but you're not getting it. I'm used to seeing them often. We are such a key part of their life. And now we won't see them hardly at all. I had to grieve that. Right. So. But in that context, and here's, I think, the golden question. Did you throw that back at your daughter's face? I mean, how did you manage that emotionally with her when you had a phone call? Did you grieve that with her? Or did you restrain from showing your disappointment that 
family wasn't as important as she expressed it to you earlier. I think it was both and. Because we they lived close enough that we saw them enough. So there weren't really many phone calls. They were in in-person conversations. But, you know, she moved so her husband could be a pastor of a church. So you can't argue You're with right. that. So it was a great... It was like God opened yeah. the door for him that he had been wanting. Well, how, so, do you, how would you counsel someone that, you know, is feeling that bitterness? Mm-hmm. How do you suggest they talk about that with their adult children? That yeah. I thought we were all going to live here and look what right. happened and help me understand. And yeah. Because some people have a hard time processing that they and do. they will have resentment about it. And that's not a good place and a healthy place to live in Christ. Mm-hmm. You're right. I think of Linda Dillow who said, God is the blessed controller of all things. Yeah. And I I reached for that statement because I knew the Lord didn't have to give my son-in-law a job out of town. He could have given one to him in town. So right then it started me thinking, as God is the blessed controller, the sustainer of life. He has the big plan. I don't know what's really going on. I had to trust him. So I had to thrust myself under the sovereignty of God, you know, and read scriptures and keep telling myself that as hard as this is going to be, I was going to find the good in it. I was determined to find the good in it and not become or just stay depressed. I mean, you can grieve and feel depressed for a while, but you can't unpack there. So, Danny, a lot of people listening may not be in Michelle's place. In fact, most who listen to this podcast probably aren't, but... A child moving to another town, a child moving out of the house, a child getting a job elsewhere. These are things that are really significant for parents, and we kind of touched on this earlier, but uh, just recap how emotionally we need to be ready to release our children and let them be their own adults. John, it's difficult. I know I've talked to many parents that have said they just begin to reminisce. Everything reminds them of times that that Mm. they've previously had with their kids. They they're going to the grocery store or they're driving uh, by a park that they normally went to with their kids. And it, it, many parents lament the fact that they could have done more. They go, man, I could have done this or I could have done that. And they go to the places where they felt that, that they, they just could have been better. It could have been richer. And uh, th- they have certain sudden bursts of emotion. Sometimes just driving. They start to cry. That's okay. That's perfectly normal. It's the grief process of having celebrated a, a wonderful relationship with your kid. And, and maybe there is some brokenness there. The road's not done. And you can still repair some things, have conversations that are intentional and, and fruitful. Uh, so it, it is a, a new chapter. It's not the end of the book. It's just a new chapter, and it feels different. And what you want to do is figure out what are the new things that I want to lean into and what do I want to change and and make this a new beginning to something rich that you can look back on. And for some parents also, they they lose their sense of purpose because their purpose was, I'm a parent, mm. and that's what I do. And now my child's not needing me, and they're, they're going on their own. Find a new season of purpose. There are many other young families that may love to have your input. Uh, there may, grandparenting may come up soon. Have this be a season of purpose of feeding into your marriage, potentially. There's so many other things mm-hmm. you can do, and your marriage may need some attention after all the busyness and things that have happened. Many things to do. Find some new hobbies as well. It can be a rich time. Don't feel bad that you have strong emotions, and let the memories flow and enjoy them as they come. I appreciate that perspective. I will say that 
just yesterday, Dina was talking to a mom who hasn't yet gotten her kids to adulthood, and uh, all of ours are now adults, and she said, how do you parent adult kids? And Dina looked at her and said, I just let them be them. <laughs> and I added, and we don't say much either. <laughs> you just got to get ready for that. And um, and you can do that. Um, no matter where you're at in the parenting journey, you can do that well. Um, we've got a great, rich website with all sorts of resources. There's uh, our free online parenting assessment that Danny, you and the team have developed. It takes maybe five, six, seven, eight minutes to fill out. It's going to show you how you're doing well as a parent and maybe uh, help you avoid some of those potholes of regret that you've uh, touched on. Uh, We'll link over to that free parenting assessment. And then uh, Michelle Howe's book, There's a Reason They Call It Grand Parenting. Uh, We've got that uh, here at the ministry. And if you can please make a donation of any amount to support the work here of Focus on the Family, we'll say thank you for joining the team and acknowledge your gift by Uh, expressing our appreciation, sending a copy of that book. There's a reason they call it Grand Parenting. Donate and get that book when you call 800, the letter A in the word family, or once again, we'll have details in the episode notes. Next time, we'll hear from Terry Lynn Underwood to uh, hear how she prays for her daughter and how that helped her become a better mom. For now, on behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening in to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.